podcast. I'm thrilled to be talking to you all today um, at the time of recording. It's now mid-May, um, and we're you know, looking at uh, the candidates who are pretty much wrapping up what, what they're going to be doing for the summer or from a time standpoint. Um, so we're, we're excited to, to talk about something that you know, constantly comes up. That's networking. You know, if if you know, you're in that boat where you're still figuring out what you're going to be doing, I mean, there is still time, um, but it does ultimately come from you know, leveraging the connections you do have and, and ultimately a step, take that next step to leverage a networking opportunity into an interview opportunity to So Prabha, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, Arjun. Yeah, I'm really excited that we're going to be chatting about this today because honestly, it's it's really interesting, right? Like there are so many tools these days to help you with networking. LinkedIn obviously being one of the biggest ones, but there's also, you know, um, Chrome extensions that can help you find email addresses of people. Um, people are even getting creative with Facebook groups and connecting with one another, podcasts, you know. There's just so many different ways to really um, network and get to know different people. And I think what's really cool is to see the rise of companies and businesses that are building these tools to help people stay connected in a really virtual world. But the flip side to that is that you have to really build the skills and how to do that. Um, It's not as simple as walking up to someone and handing them a business card anymore. It's really about crafting a unique message that gives someone a reason to respond to you, finding the right people and keeping um, in contact with them and really building your network intentionally. Um, And so I'm really excited that we're going to be chatting about this today because I think um, a lot of candidates sometimes make the mistake of seeing networking almost like um, a game and they go about it in a really salesy or growthy manner. Um, But I think really the success to networking here is really about being intentional and really caring about the people that you are connecting with and building authentic relationships, which is totally possible in a virtual world, but uh, definitely takes some finesse. Yeah, absolutely. Um, A lot lot of great places for us to think. We we talked a little bit about um, the different ways to go about networking, and and it seems that not all of them are, are created equally. Um, do you have do you have some you know, personal opinions on on what you think is the best way for you know, me to or or you? Yeah, I think it's important to think about your connections in three buckets. Um, so the first bucket are friends and family, um, and maybe you know one degree removed from that. So. Um, You know, people who might be affiliated with your family or people who are affiliated with close friends of yours, those are probably the closest degree connections and probably the easiest people to sort of get engaged with um, because you already have a really strong person who's going to be recommending you, someone who's probably really close and invested in your success. And so they're really going to want to help you and therefore the people in their network, um, you know, they're going to recommend people who want to help you too. So that's kind of like the first bucket. The second bucket are people affiliated with your school um, or some sort of organization that you're closely tied with. So that could be the college you went to, your high school, maybe a professional fraternity that you joined. Um, and those are people that are definitely still invested in your success. They you know, probably have a similar background to yours. They know what it's like to sort of come from um, you know, whatever sort of organization or school that you guys are affiliated with. Um, but, um, you know, it might be a little bit harder to convert them from like a cold, uh, email, but you know, there's still definitely a chance if you um, make a really compelling message. The last circle is like, I think just straight up using LinkedIn and just trying to, um, send messages to people that, um, 
you might not actually have a direct connection to whatsoever, but that you think maybe they made an interesting post or they seem to be talking about things that are relevant. Those are the hardest people to convert. And I think that one of the, the things that I see a lot of people go for is they immediately go to bucket number three. They immediately start just sending cold messages to people on LinkedIn. But really, I think your highest chance of success is actually going after buckets one and two. So friends and family connections, as well as school or organizational connections. Um, and that's why I think Arjun and I, we like to tell candidates that um, you really want to go for what we call the semi-warm reach out. We don't like to use the term cold emailing because honestly, I don't think it's that effective and it can be really draining um, and exhausting when you're constantly messaging these people and not hearing anything back. Um, and so those are kind of like the ways I would start thinking about it is who are in those buckets for you? How can you reach out to them um, and really start building those connections? Arjun, what about you? Yeah, I mean, I think when, when people say uh, what you know, it's who you know, it, it's often met with a, a sense of resentment, right? Where people, are sitting, where people are thinking, you know, things are unfair. It's all stacked towards people who have these great networks. But, but the truth is, mentioned, like, um, it, it's really about leveraging them to to to, to really see you know what, what you can get out of what out of them. And there's so many like be it professors or guest speakers. If you approach them in the right way, and less of a you know I, I need this from you, and more of a I'm interested in you and I want to learn something from you and potentially lead to an opportunity. Um, and, and you're showcasing that that talent as well, the, the talent and the interest. Um, that can be a really effective way to go about it. So, you know, I want to transition here and talk a little bit about how, let's say you've identified this person who works at a company or knows someone at a company that, that you would like to um, have that opportunity with, how you go after that. Um, I think the, the biggest thing here is to really, really be as centered on that other person as possible. Um, people will learn about themselves. Right. If you reach out and say, I want to talk about me and how I can benefit and how I can like, you know, do all these things for your company, um, you know, you're asking them to take you know, 15 to 30 minutes out of their pretty busy day to, to talk to you here. So something that made that a bit more compelled to A, take the call and then B, you know, act on it afterwards. Yeah, I think that's such a good point because um, I think, you know, honestly, one of the struggles as, as someone who personally receives a lot of these cold emails, I think one of the struggles is that uh, time is really limited and there's only so much time that um, these people have in a day. Um, and the thing that makes me respond to messages that I get are candidates who also show that they have put some effort into understanding my background. Um, so like, you know, for example, like they'll, they'll pick something out from my LinkedIn and be like, oh, like this experience is really interesting. Like, I'd really love to understand like X, Y, and Z and how it might apply to, you know, this future situation that they're considering. Like that is very clear about like what they want to talk about, how I can help. Um, and what is frustrating that has happened to me in the past is that, you know, I get on a call and I get asked like really sort of like basic fundamental questions about my background. And it's sort of like, okay, well, like, that's something you probably could have gotten from my LinkedIn bio. Um, and so to, to Arjun's point, I think a, a big part of it is really showing that you've done your research and that you're making it really clear why you want to talk to that person. Then it makes it a lot easier for them to help you and also prepare for that call um, and make them feel like they're really adding value um, in that situation. 
Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, I, and I'd love to share, you know, a couple of the, the, my personal favorite questions that I've received on, on this end of, of the networking call, which would be, you know, something as basic as why did you, you know, what made you so interested in the job that you have now? Um, nothing that's, you know, nothing that's terribly creative that would require, you know, that, that would require a genius. That just a, a genuine personable question that shows you're you're taking interest in in that individual. Um, that's that's always a good one. Tell me about you know the, a favorite project that you've worked on. What do you love about your job? You know what what do you not like about your job? Even things that just show that you're you're taking that level of um, interest in how that person is doing, you know, how that person uh, works, and what what makes them excited um, can really really go a long way. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's so true. Um, I think like another another good thing to keep in mind is that you really want to, especially like during the call, really come off as very, um, you know, conversational. I think a lot of people, um, they, they and I definitely have been in this scenario, especially early on in my career, there's just so much pressure, especially when you're talking to someone who has a really lofty background or has done some really cool things. And you're like, oh, my God, like, I don't want to say something stupid. I want to make sure I sound really intelligent. Um, but sometimes that pressure can get in the way of like really sounding human and building a really authentic connection. And so just really try to keep it conversational, um, ask them about stuff outside of their professional life. I, I find some of those questions I've been asked in the past have been really interesting and like thought provoking. And it's nice to find someone who not just wants to, you know, learn from my professional background, but also wants to know who I am as a person too. And so that's a nice way to also, um, you know, really just kind of build that authentic connection. Oh, yeah, I I absolutely love that. I mean, these are ultimately conversations. And and I think, you know, once the call kicks off, you don't want to just start with, hello, here's my first question, like an interview. You want to start with, you know, how are you doing? What do you have planned today? Um, any, you know, anything exciting coming up, things that, that show that um, you know, personability, I think that 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 get people um, you know, eased into the conversation so that they're not, you know, constantly uh, reminded that they're on a networking call and instead feel that they're genuinely talking to somebody who they might talk to otherwise. Um, and that, you know, that I think leads to a couple of just basic practices while on these calls. Sometimes it's nice to do it in front of a mirror to, to make sure you're smiling. Sometimes it's good to, it's always good to have a notepad with you in case they say something that's, that's interesting. Um, but just, you know, as you approach it, really do try to, to take it like you're, you're talking to one of your friends, you know, like if they say something interesting, you know, say, say, wow, or, have, or at least have that back and forth. So it's not so stiff. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. I think those tips are all great. Um, I think the only thing I'll add is that, um, I think like following up is so, so important. And there's kind of like different phases of following up, right? There's like the immediate follow up after you've had a conversation about um, something and you're like, thank you so much for your time. I really enjoyed learning about X, Y, and Z. Like I'd love to stay in touch. Um, or it could be, you know, a month or two after you've connected and you see news about that person's company and you're like, hey, I want to share this with them and like congratulate them on like their the progress that like, you know, the company's making like the, that's a kind of second bucket of follow up too. Um, I think a lot of people do really great with that first bucket where it's like thanking people for that initial conversation. But the sort of continual follow ups can sometimes be really tough. Um, and. I know personally, this is something I've also struggled with because it feels like sometimes you're um, maybe bothering people who are really, really busy, but 
now that um, I've kind of been on the other side of networking calls, I think what I've realized is that the people who do follow up and share how their careers are going, what progress they're making, where they're, where they're getting jobs, like those are the people that um, I, I feel really connected to. And I also feel like I've actually had an impact, right? Because I think a lot of times we think about it from the mentee perspective of like, what can I get out of this call? Where am I, what am I going to learn? But it's important to also think about the person on the other side. And a lot of people who are doing this, they really want to make a meaningful impact. Like taking 30 minutes out of their day to share their life experiences with you is really in hopes that they can help your life trajectory and help you get on a better path. And so um, when they don't kind of get that follow up and know where you're where you're ending up or what you're doing, um, it's sort of like, oh, like, should I keep doing this? That can be really discouraging. And so that second follow up is something that I, I really want to emphasize and encourage um, people to do is just stay in contact with those people who you feel really connected to, um, because um, it's, it's meaningful for them. And you also never know, they might have other opportunities or things that can help you out in the future. Yeah. And, you know, even though we, we target this podcast primarily to, to people trying to get hired, I mean, what you said there, Prava, that's that's fantastic advice for people um, where it's like if you have if you have a really good conversation with somebody that, you know, and you're already at the same company, but you might be interested in in their department or, or just spending more time with them. You know, having that second, the third follow up ensures that these conversations progress. Um, so you're at least, you know, and you never know where it can take you. I mean, I think for, for me, if you're, if you're going to have recurring one-on-ones with, with somebody, yeah. be it, uh, be it some, be it someone within the company, someone at a company you want to work for, um, a really good structure to follow. If you if you find interest after that first conversation is tell them about, you know, a couple of your goals. And then the next time you talk to them, maybe it's a month from now, two months from now, give them an update on how you've progressed with it and how their advice has kind of helped you with it. Um, just to keep them, just to make them feel that mentor connection. And that, that makes them a lot more likely to ultimately um, do things to benefit you down the line. Yeah, that's so true. I, I'm a huge fan of these recurring one-on-ones. I do them a lot with my different mentors currently. And I think it's honestly so helpful because um, for the people that I don't do that with, I constantly am like, oh man, like I totally lost touch. Um, oh, I'll like message them in a couple weeks. And then it's sort of like, it's easy to lose track of those things. And I think it's helpful for both parties to know that there's just some time that's always on the calendar that, um, you know, we can use to kind of stay connected. I think that honestly is something that um, is almost like a hidden tip to being successful in the corporate world. So I love that. Yeah. And I mean, and ultimately, I think uh, this can be a huge asset to get you where you want to go. I mean, the like people don't forget these things and all these little things really add up. Um, one really important tip, I think with any networking call that so people miss is uh, including, that, including it at the, I mean, we've all been on those calls where we person um, and we have such a great dialogue, but then, you know, we, we, the call ends and we, we really never speak to them again. Uh, and you, you kind of wonder how that happened. Um, and the problem there is you know, there has to be some sort of concrete thing at the end where it's either a second conversation they um, would love to you know, get your referral or would love to something like that to ensure actionability that comes out of out, out of the call. And you also don't want to make and you also don't want to like plug that in too early. Otherwise, you, you know, you fail to build that action. Yeah, exactly. I think you're so right. The ask is so important. 
And I, I would also say, like, um, it's okay to also not make an ask if you feel like the conversation isn't going well. Um, I think that that's, like, can be a really awkward situation if, you know, maybe you aren't vibing with that person or maybe they're not as interested in continuing the conversation. Um, and so I think just sort of reading the room and understanding, like, how is this going and how do I think it's going to go if I ask for something Uh, But I do feel like generally if like someone is on the call with you and they, you know, found the time, like it's great to ask at minimum if they can connect you to other people in their network Um, or if the if, you know, you're actively recruiting and you found a role asking for referral is always a good idea. Um, And so, uh, you know, just sort of read the room and see what you think is appropriate. But um, it is definitely an important part of any networking situation. Yeah, really, really good point. And and, and so true. I mean, I I think. From everything you know, we've, we've talked about here, it's pretty clear that um, networking calls can be a, a gateway to so much more. And also just when done right, such a powerful you know, career defining opportunity at times. Um, before we, we go here, Prabha, is there anything else you'd like to add? No, I think the, the only thing I would just say is that um, don't be discouraged. Um, you know, uh, there's some people that you will message, say on LinkedIn, who might not respond to you. It could be honestly that they don't check LinkedIn often. They might be just too busy. There's like 10 million reasons that they could not be responding to you that literally has nothing to do with you. Um, And so uh, I would just sort of encourage people to not get discouraged um, by, um, you know, not sort of hearing back and just remembering that it's um, really not... um, the amount of people that you can talk to, but it's about converting a couple really high quality individuals. And so that's something just to focus on as you go through your journey. What about you, Arjun? Yep, uh, that's amazing advice from one of the best. Uh, otherwise, I, I'd love to echo that statement. I mean, we are, <laughs> I mean, with especially when you're reaching out to that, that year where it's you know, pretty cold, a pretty cold email group, um, there will be a lot of uh, there will be a lot of you know, unanswered emails, and that's that, that's that's part of the territory. But I think it's just about having that that positive attitude, and you know, knowing that just because it doesn't necessarily reflect on you, know, you as a person or you as a candidate, it just might be people are genuinely busy. You know, forget it, move on. Doesn't doesn't define the the next opportunity. But really enjoyed talking about this today. Um, appreciate you all for tuning in, and yeah, catch us soon for the next episode of the Career Proof Podcast. Thanks, everyone. Bye, guys.